It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Training camp practice day two ended with a surprise, so that's where we're going to start today's episode. But we will get into all the action on the field as well as the latest updates from around the franchise. All that right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms. And we thank you for making us your first listen of the day, regardless of what platform you're watching. Even if you're watching on the WUSA 9 Plus app, a new app for your CBS affiliate in Washington, D.C. It's a game changer for local news and sports in the DMV. Download the WUSA 9 Plus app now from your Roku or Amazon Fire TV stick. I'm David Harrison covering the Commanders for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. My co-host Chris Russell, the Rooster, is one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980. You can find them both there every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time or any time along with this show on the Odyssey app. When we're not there or here, we're on Twitter at DHarrison82, at WrestleMania621, and at LO Commanders. All right, David, thanks you again, Commanders fans, for making us your first view and or listen of the day, as David just kind of mentioned. Uh, and we start this episode with a bunch of Washington Commanders news, but we start with the surprising end, and that is of Antonio Gandy-Golden's NFL career, David, 2020 fourth-round pick out of Liberty, and a guy who many draft pundits, and, and we weren't working together at the time, so I don't remember what you thought of him, but many draft pundits thought this was the diamond in the rough. This was the steal. This was the mystery man because he came out of this small school, and yet this big body with all sorts of catch radius, and he just retired after a two-year NFL career that spanned one catch and one rushing attempt. The rushing attempt, I, I, I may have been at the catch game. I'm not sure. I don't remember it. I know I was at the game that he ran, his only career rush. It was in Cleveland. It was an 11-yard gain, I think, uh, yeah. off the left edge on an end around. That's it. That's Antonio Gandy-Golden's career. How surprised were you when you heard that news? I was very surprised. Honestly, I so just kind of put everybody in in, in the setting, right? I know you're going to be familiar with this, right? But practice ends uh, about three minutes early because Cole Kelly threw two interceptions and three passes, uh, which is an amazing way to end practice. So is that good pra- for Cole Kelly's chances to make the That roster? is not good for Cole okay. Kelly's chances. Right. It is good for for a couple of, of lower, you know, third string type uh, defensive players, including the defensive end uh, that picked off the the first pass and ran it back for a pick six. So that notwithstanding, practice ends. Like I said, there's about three minutes left on the clock. Practice ended. Uh, so everybody moseys on over to to the media tent, and Ron Rivera, you know, just like he did yesterday, immediately ushered in by PR. But the director of football communications for for the Washington Commanders, Sean, he gets up, he gets up to the microphone, and as soon as he stepped up to the microphone, he goes. 
hey guys, Ron, you know, Coach Rivera's here, but he's going to start with a statement. I got to be honest with you, Chris. Immediately, I was like, oh, Dan said something. Because honestly, like we weren't really tracking, at least not I wasn't the the people I were talking to. We were paying attention to practice. Like we knew that the Dan Snyder stuff was happening. And I kind of had a notion that it wasn't live, which I thought was kind of weird at first, but, you know, caught up later and everything and found out what's. But in my mind, Dan Snyder potentially is talking to Congress as practice is going on and coming to an end. So I was like, oh, Dan said something. And Ron's going to kind of give a cursory like, look, I know the question's coming, so I'm just going to get it out of the way. But no, instead, he goes and says, hey, I know that all you all noticed Andy, Antonio Gandy-Golden not on the practice field. Um, it's because he told me he's retiring. And uh, that was a talk they had the, in the morning. And yeah, everybody everybody was surprised. In fact, uh, as soon as Coach got done, you know, wishing him well and said he's going to go back to school and, uh, you know, they talked about it and, and he feels good about his decision and all these things. I mean, I think I want to say it was John Kime of ESPN, you know, had the microphone for the first question. I guarantee you that wasn't. The first question he was planning on asking, but I mean, about as quick as you've ever asked, heard somebody ask a question, he literally just said, Ron, are you surprised? Uh, and he was. Ron Rivera said he was very surprised because he thought Antonio was doing a really good job transitioning to tight end. A lot of people after the fact kind of were, you know, uh, talking between each other and said that they thought they thought he had a pretty nice practice on day one uh, of training camp. But so did John Bates. So did Cole Turner. Uh, Samus Reyes had a better day one than day two, I would say. Logan Thomas obviously is still on the mend. Uh, And that's something, too, that Ron was asked about, you know, if the competition at the tight end position maybe had an influence on what AGG decided to do. And and Ron did acknowledge that was part of the conversation was the depth, the competition and the likelihood, I guess, that uh, AGG would make it. Because, I mean, Curtis Curtis Hodges from Arizona State is is back on the field and getting reps uh, with the first team. I mean, it is a very, very deep tight end room. That's I mean, Mm -hmm. just earlier. Uh, in the practice, I was talking to a member of the commander's staff, and and we were talking about this tight end room where it may not have like the Rob Gronkowski or Travis Kelsey, but I challenge you to find a deeper tight end room in the National Football League. It's going to be hard for you to do. Um, you know, m- w- that was obviously one of my first thoughts. Now I'm not at practice, as you know, um, so you know I'm I'm only seeing this and reacting in live time on the radio um, to the the news, and and certainly I was surprised, but but I don't think yeah. I. I don't think I could say I'm surprised that he was on the outside looking in and really had to, you know, knock the door down, if you will. Uh, I think we had talked when we made our 53-man roster projections, and I know I had done something similar on the radio just a day ago. Uh, I didn't have him on on my list just Mm -hmm. because – you know, I thought, okay, if Logan Thomas is ready to go, that's one. John Bates is two. And then you have to pick basically between an AGG, a Samus Reyes, uh, a, a Curtis Hodges, uh, and a right. Cole Turner for, for, for spot number three, right? I'm not taking yeah. four tight ends like they did last year. So he was initially one out of probably four guys. Now, if you say, well, Logan Thomas might not be ready, then it would possibly be two out of four guys. Mm -hmm. But now you've got to ask yourself if you're AGG, right? If your heart's not in it, is it worth going out and perhaps busting up your knee, perhaps getting a concussion, perhaps doing something to your body if your heart's really not in it, if you know that you're not feeling it? Football is one of those sports, Dave, you know, we all grind through life, right? Nobody likes to do dishes, right? But, you know, like you do your dishes because you you got to do your dishes, right? But if you really love to do dishes, it makes it a whole lot easier 
to squirt yeah. soap and, 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 and to clean all the dishes and to have a clean kitchen, right? You got to yeah. have a passion for what you're doing. But in football, it's a little bit more because you're putting your body on the line. Not every job, you yeah. have to put your body on the line. And that's you know probably what AGG came to in addition to apparently wanting to pursue his education. I'll just wrap up and right. saying this, you know, ultimately a 2020 fourth round pick, that's not the end of the world. They get cut all the time. It's not like, a, oh my God, an embarrassment. You know what it is though? It's another draft pick, quite honestly, of the Ron Rivera era that they haven't reaped any reward from at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. You know what I mean? But it's also an open roster spot. So, I mean, look, if you get Jesse Bates for draft capital only, you don't even have to cut anybody. Now you can just add him to the roster did, you can just move on with your coming? day why did i know that was coming i mean, trying to make it I, stick I, I nobody's mean, I mean, nobody's joining me on this I, I thought it would take me until segment two to hear jesse bates no. but you got it in there nobody's following me on the jesse bates train i need i need this I need is some, becoming some a good here. bit though i think this should be the show bit for uh ever until jesse bates winds up here in washington and, yeah. and then becomes uh adam Archuleta. all right moving on oh, oh, no. <laughs> um some good news for once, Chase Roulier was activated from the active PUP list. So only a, a you know a, a couple of days here, uh, and Chase Roulier presumably will practice David on Friday no. uh, in Ashburn uh, with uh, the team. I, I don't know if he'll be right away into the one unit or whatever, but right. we know the cracked fibula suffered in the Denver loss last year before the bye. Certainly, this is good news. We knew Chase yep. was close, but this officially means that he's ready to go. Yeah, I love it. And it's just it's just a day of contradictions for my personal, you know, ventures because uh, you know, Washington Commanders get their starting center back and Tampa Bay Buccaneers may have lost their starting center for the season, depending on what the MRI shows, Ryan Jensen getting hurt at training camp today in Tampa. So very, very contradictive events, but very happy for Chase, very happy for Washington. I'm sure Carson Wentz will be happy to get to uh physically work with his starting center and start to build that that bond. But yeah, I mean you know, if if I had to make a prediction, I don't I don't expect Chase to be in any team drills. Probably do some position stuff. Uh, you know, warm up with the team, stretch with the team. Probably do some snaps, mm-hmm. stuff like that with 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 Carson. But if I were Ron Rivera in this season of uh, abundance of caution, as as the words have become popular, I would probably not put Chase on the field in team drills right away. Yeah, uh, I think just slowly ramp him up. But remember, he can't even really do individuals or position unit drills uh, on the pup list. So this is the first step. And he counts against the roster anyway, so you might as well ramp him up at your pace. All right, one last news item, uh, and this will be just a quick one. Congratulations uh, to a longtime colleague of mine, Rick Doc Walker, a former tight end Super Bowl champion named color commentator of the Washington Commanders TV preseason games on NBC Sports Washington, along with Kenny Albert, who will do and has done play-by-play, and my guy Logan Paulson, who has been a guest of ours and is a frequent guest, uh, or I should say frequent listener, viewer uh, of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Um, You know Logan, uh, you got to know Logan a little bit here, uh, and he is going to be patrolling the sidelines for the TV broadcast, of which there are three, right, uh, for the Commanders, so we get a little bit more out of Logan Paulson, uh, and then uh, means unless I'm missing something, Joe Theismann is not going to be part of the preseason TV broadcast, which is a change. I don't know the reason uh, for that or not, but we wanted to pass that news along. And as well, congratulations to both Logan uh, mm-hmm. and Rick Doc Walker. All right, coming up next again, David was boots on the ground for day two of training camp in Ashburn. The offense with another 
how do we describe it kind of day. I'll let David fill in the blank next right here on LOC. Good to have you with us. But first, we tell you guys about our friends at BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. As a matter of fact, they put out a pretty interesting fan survey thing, and the Commander's fan base did not rank all too favorably for what the subject matter was. You can check it out at betonline.net. We'll have reaction uh, coming up, but you can also find out all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including everything you need to know about Major League Baseball, which is full swing trade deadline coming up. How is your favorite team going to be affected? Uh, and with training camps open, certainly we will be uh, marking over-unders and all of that on Bet Online. They are your continued source for sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Uh, remain your best spot for uh, podcasts and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or check out your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at Bet Online, where the game starts. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line, or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, thanks once again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and your first view of the day. So, David, you were in Ashburn, Virginia at Command Central uh, for day two of training camp boots on the ground, as I like to say. And the reports that I read, um, and, and certainly we can fill in some of the gaps, the reports that I read was uh, – Another tough day for the offense, and the defense was flying around. How would you describe it in your own words? Uh, it was another rough day for the offense, and the defense was flying around. Yeah, okay. that's, that's, that pretty much summarizes the whole thing. Um, <laughs> you you mentioned it, right? Defense tends to come into training camp with an advantage. They tend to fire off a little bit faster. The offenses tend to take a little bit of time uh, to get going. But it's it's weird because then in the beginning of the regular season, we usually see that the offenses tend to do better. The defense take a little bit of time because now you have full contact, full action, full speed, and the defenders really haven't had uh, the opportunity to consistently play at that kind of a level uh, during training camp because of the lack of contact, right? So it's so it's just an interesting kind of co contrast. Um, but yeah, the defense definitely won the day. Um, honestly, there were there were, there were maybe a handful of like really good individual efforts on the offense that you could really applaud. Um, there was only one good play, like full blown play. Uh, the commander's social media team did a really great job of capturing it and sharing it. It was uh, the absolute dime that Carson Wentz dropped to Jahan Dotson. And, and it was what was what was really amazing by it. So if you watch the clip, 
obviously it looks good, right? And the players went crazy for it. I mean, look, folks on the sideline, you know, there's a media rule. You don't cheer and, and all these things. But sometimes a play happens, and that was one of those plays, Chris, you know that where people just went, whoa, like that was mm-hmm. nice. Um, unfortunately for the fans that were in attendance, uh, it was on the opposite field, so they didn't really have a close view of it, and those who brought binoculars probably had really big football players in the way, uh, standing in the way. But basically, Carson, yeah, if you haven't seen the video, he takes the snap, he drops back. It, I mean, I don't even know if he got into a full three-step drop before he just threw up a rainbow, um, and Jahan Dotson just ran under it past Benjamin St. Juiced, who's about four feet taller than Jahan Dotson. And, uh, you know, Jahan, it just dropped right into into his hands. And, uh, you know, he's on the sideline. It's going out of bounds or whatever. No tackling anyway, so it doesn't matter. But uh, just kind of the end of a rough day for Benjamin St. Juice personally. But, you know, we'll, we'll get into that here in a minute. But uh, what was what's really amazing about that play that you don't necessarily get to see in the, in the full video is, one, the trust that Carson Wentz has to have. You have to understand, Jahan Dotson, isn't even equal with his defender when that ball, when, when Carson is making the decision to throw that ball. Mm -hmm. So he's trusting that his receiver is going to gain leverage on his defender, get behind his defender, and then put himself in position to make this play over a defensive back. That is, I mean, not four feet, obviously, but significantly taller and longer than Jahan Dotson. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's step number one is the confidence and trust that shows between the two players. That's very important. Number two, and really through the rest of it, right? Is Jahan Dotson. He runs the route. He, he tracks the ball. But this is something that is very interesting to see out of a rookie, a a year one player. As he's tracking the ball, Chris, he alters his run. He alters his route. He alters the pace and the direction that he's running to make sure. And Terry McLaurin talked about this at the end of practice. But Jahan makes certain that when the ball is coming down, that Jahan Dodson is catching it in space. Jahan has the speed. He could have got under it, waited for it, turned around, tried to high point it over Benjamin St. Juice. But what he did in the moment with the ball flying through the air is said, I need to slow my roll. I need to get into a smoother stride so that when I arrive to where the ball is going to be, I'm in step. And this really tall guy doesn't have the opportunity to knock that ball away from me. And if you watch the end of that route, that's exactly what happens mm. as that ball drops at about a, I don't even know, a, an 82 degree angle into the basket of Jahan Dotson. Benjamin St. Juice is in position. He tries to make a play on the ball. But he can't. And if Jahan Dotson is even one step closer or, or further behind that ball uh, or gets too far upfield, rather, Benjamin St. Juice makes that play. And, it's, and that's a great football IQ demonstration, I think, by Jahan Dotson that a lot of people watch that clip probably aren't going to gain. But if you've seen the clip and you didn't notice that, go back and watch it again because that's what happened on the field. A beautiful throw, trust, football IQ by the wide receiver. And Benjamin St. Juice is the victim of all of it. I think that's really unique analysis. That's a great uh, little breakdown of what you saw. Um, you know, and and, and again, um, people can go check it out uh, on the commander social media because it's all over the place. Uh, but I think that's a really cool uh, bit of football nugget nuggetry, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, that you're not going to get everywhere, guys. So that's why you got to listen and or watch the Locked On Commanders podcast because david breaking it down now if it was jesse bates i'm sure he would have intercepted it right i mean i just uh if it was william jackson it would have been past well <laughs> that's true that's true all right i'm just teasing about the jesse bates i promise yeah, i'll yeah. try and keep that i'll try and keep that to one or two shots per game uh 
All right. One thing that, um, you know, certainly made the headlines, if you will, was a Carson Wentz interception. Uh, Kendall mm -hmm. Fuller, nice play on the ball, knocking it up into the air, into the waiting arms of Cole Holcomb and return yep. for a pick six. You mentioned uh, the pick six at the end of practice on Cole Kelly. Nobody cares about that, quite honestly. No. Maybe Ron Rivera and the coaches do. Uh, but this one, I'm sure fans and media certainly keep track. Now, listen, interceptions are going to happen. Balls are going to get knocked away. Right. Uh, I think St. Just also had a knockdown uh, uh, soon after that, if, if memory serves me correctly. Yeah, I want, he did get a deflection. Percy Percy Butler made a really nice right. play at one point. Uh, William Jackson made – he did make a nice play, but he also had a very clear DPI. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that, another you know, that tells us that the defense, again, the timing, the rhythm, for the yeah. most part, was there. And, again, that right. leads us to the overall big picture that the defense is clearly ahead of the offense. Yeah, that's something that Ron talked about. And honestly, Terry said it too. And even Bobby McCain uh, mentioned it. So, uh, you know, so you have a three-headed monster there. Coach, defensive player, offensive player. Um, and that's something that the fans, I think, need to, to remember. It went, one, when they come out and watch. Two, when they hear the, the notes. Um, there's no game plans. There, there are no game plans. There's no right. tendencies, right? Carson Wentz isn't going out there and saying, okay, typically when I see this arrangement or this alignment from this defense, it means that they're probably going to do this. I should have this open or I should be able to manipulate this. There's none of that happening right now. So, Literally, when the ball is snapped, Carson Wentz, Sam Howell, Taylor Heineke, they're seeing whatever is happening in front of them for the very first time. And you're going to have some situations like that in NFL games, so it's healthy for them to see that in training camp like this. But you're also going to, I would, you know, 75 to 85% of what you see on a weekly basis from like week four on, depending on the team you're facing, you're already going to know about. Like the Jacksonville Jaguars under Doug Peterson. You're not going to have a lot of, of of film on what they're going to do, so you're just going to have to kind of know the players and some of the tendencies the players have. But as you get into the season, like by week four, these pro scouts have literally pretty much everything they need on their opponents. Right. They know what they're going to try to do. So, um, so again, it's it's important to kind of keep that all with a grain of salt because you know it's a little bit different when you have something to anticipate, and that's what Ron Rivera was talking about specifically. Is yeah, the defense is winning because the defense you're just you're just playing defense. That's what Bobby said. Like. If you're in zone, just play your zone. If you're a man, just stay with your man. It's you don't need to worry about what the play is. Just do your job. Offense, you need to worry about what the defense is doing and read it and react to it in kind. And that's something that they can't prepare for right now. All right, just a couple of news and notes items real quick. Antonio Gibson missing a second day in a row of practice to start yeah. off training camp. And uh, did I see this right that Trey Turner was not in team drills and Sadiq right. Charles was mostly working at right guard? Sadiq Anything Charles else was in for Trey? Yep, Sadiq right. was in for Trey. Don't think there was any real reason there. I don't know if anybody got an official word uh, for part of the of Ron's press conference. He was talking away from me and there were fan, fans in airplanes. So if he mentioned anything about Trey specifically, I didn't hear it. Okay. All right. And Antonio Gibson again, a, a day two and Ron right. said, they're going to take it slow. And you certainly don't want uh, with soft tissue injuries, as we found out with Curtis Samuel last year, you want to err on the side of caution. You just yeah. hope that they're being honest and that it is nothing major because yes. it turned out to be just the opposite with Samuel. All right. We come back on the locked on commanders podcast and we get to the portion of the show that, uh, well, you know, uh, we have to talk about, again, as we always say, Dan Snyder being deposed in Israel. What happened? What do we know? And also, uh, how sparse were the fans in attendance at training camp? That's next on the Locked On Commanders podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Final segment here on the Locked On Commanders podcast on this episode. And Chris, like you mentioned, we're going to talk about something People don't like hearing about it. We don't like talking about it because training camp especially is, is going on. But we have to do our job, like we said, over and over and over again. Dan Snyder finally testifying uh, in front of Congress, but uh, not the way that a lot of people maybe had hoped. I mean, some people expected he just wouldn't testify at all and find some sort of legal loophole uh, to get out of it. But he does actually testify closed circuit video uh, and all that stuff. So right now we don't know 100 percent what's being said or what's being done. Um, but we do know that something is happening because they're going on, what, six, six and a half hours at this point? Uh, actually, uh, we have an update on that. Now, we're recording this on Thursday afternoon. Our colleague at WUSA 9, and of course, you guys can be watching us on the WUSA 9 Plus app. Uh, Darren Haynes, sports director there, just reported that as of uh, around just shy of four o'clock Eastern time, which would be almost eight hours after it started that indeed Dan Snyder was still testifying in front of lawyers, in front of investigators, uh, in front of uh, what I what what was described to me as the occasional member of the committee popping in and out, uh, <laughs> but, you know, but not like the full a boondoggle uh, that we yeah. saw for Roger Goodell and we saw for the Congressional Roundtable on February 3rd, David. So basically, this is closed circuit video, basically. Uh, it is video recorded. He is in Israel. My understanding is he's got a lawyer. My understanding is, again, it's not the full committee or anything like that. It's not the dog and pony show that we've seen a couple of times. Uh, it is l- literally lawyers asking questions, investigators asking questions, follow-ups, uh, there are some breaks, I'm sure, uh, right? But but as far as the reporting that we know, and we don't have a transcript yet, we don't have video yet, so we're going to keep it simple and say it's reportedly eight-plus hours of testimony, which, which yeah. signifies, and I think you said this to me, it probably signifies he's not pleading the fifth a whole lot if they're doing right. eight-plus hours of testimony. Yeah. That's a lot of hours if I plead the fifth. So he's yeah. saying something. I mean, you know, whether it's going to be super substantial or he's like, you know, admitting to anything or or anything like that is is you know still TBD. But yeah, I mean, eight hours of of I plead the fifth or whatever. If I'm not going to talk about that, is a little much. So no, I mean, yeah. that it just it just seems to me like he's probably saying something. We'll have to see if it's actually worth uh, anything. We'll leave it at that because we don't have, uh, again, the transcript or any video. So we will have further updates when they become available. And that's how uh, we'll leave it. But David, uh, just to wrap up this episode, again, you were at practice and you weren't the only one, but you sent me a picture. And this was, I think, midway through the practice. And you see the video, (laughs) the picture Uh uh, up on the screen right now. Uh, There were no fans there. On a Thursday for day two of training camp. Now, we understand that there's a limited amount of free tickets given out through a lottery system, but there weren't a whole lot of people there. And I don't think uh, I'm missing anything, but you can speak firsthand to it. Uh, And I know everyone else, again, did basically the same thing. How concerned 
should we be over the lack of free tickets not being used by fans on a Thursday uh, at Reds, uh, at uh, uh, Commander's training camp? I mean, honestly, it's it's just embarrassing. You know what I mean? Just for the organization. And again, I don't, you know, I don't know the process that went on, but you know, I, apparently, uh, from what I understand, and, and again, I, I don't, I don't have to be a part of that mix. That's that's you know one blessing that I have. So I guess you know somebody can correct me if I'm wrong in the comments or or on Twitter or something. But my understanding is there was a lottery system, right? And basically, the fans entered the lottery for which days they wanted passes to to the event, um, and then X amount of passes were awarded to people. And basically, from my understanding, and, and again, this is no official word from the team or anything like that, but just from gathering. What information we did, uh, basically, a lot like all the passes were given out. Just a lot of them aren't being used. Um, and and again, this isn't like this was an exclusive, you know, very limited amount of fans allowed. Uh, like they they had space made for for many many fans, and there the plan was uh, for a lot of people uh, to be in attendance. And yesterday, you know, day one there was more. Um, that picture was was about half an hour into the practice, if I remember correctly. Um, you know, so you're a quarter of the way through, basically. Uh, it did get more people did show up. I, I will say that. So that picture is not indicative of the only the only fans that showed up. More people did show up, but not many more there. Uh, the, you know, I, I actually joked at one point that I had more people at my covid birthday party than than the commanders had a practice, which is not true. But, you know, that's just kind of the joke that I made. Oh, look, it's embarrassing. I don't know what, you know, what the reason is. And, and, you know, people's lives change. You know, you, you enter the lottery, you think, you know, Hey, I have the opportunity. Some people probably were just like, you know what, I'm just going to put in for every day and see what I get. And maybe they weren't able to get out of work or maybe they had an appointment or a life event right. happened in the process. But I mean, again, this is just kind of one of the things of like, why restrict it when you don't necessarily have to in the, in the environment you're in. Right. I mean, this is a team that doesn't have a whole lot of excitement around it, even from its own fan base. I actually got an email today from an odds maker said the commanders are one of the teams like the, like the commanders alliance, the jets, any of the Jaguars, like the bottom four teams in fan excitement uh, in the NFL. Yeah, that, this season. That, that was from bet online, which, you know, was it, yeah. Men- yeah. Mentioned earlier briefly in the show. Uh, I yeah. saw the same exact thing. Right. Um, I mean, so it's just to restrict who can come in or how many passes, like, I don't know it's because I, cause I promise you, I mean, even with everything going on with this team, football is still King. Mm-hmm. The commanders are still an NFL franchise. There's still a proud fan base out there. So this is not a slight towards the fans. I you know, from me, there are plenty of fans. There are at least 200 fans that are within driving distance, Bashmore, Virginia that would have come to practice on, on day two on, on Thursday uh, that couldn't because they didn't get a pass. And then the people who had the passes for whatever reason, again, I'm not blaming them. They have, they have lives um, couldn't use them. And now because they couldn't use them and the people who could use them don't have them. There's just an empty field. Right. Uh, and I mean, it's, it's, it's just sad. I, like, honestly, it's just sad. And because the tickets were free or the passes were free, it's not yeah. like they can go up on a secondary market type system like game tickets right. can that you actually pay for so that once they're gone, they're gone. And then yeah. others who do want to go, like you said, or who are within dry, or who do have the time can't go so it's a another tough look for the organization all right that's going to do it guys for us on this particular edition of the locked on commanders podcast we thank you for being with us uh as always and thanks for making us your first listen and view of the day now make your second listen and view the locked on nfl podcast our national nfl experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because in off season 
doesn't equal a break in the action. And really, we're in training camp. So the offseason has come and gone. So what we're going to do is have a joint episode, a live episode from Command Central, from Commander's Headquarters on Saturday. David and I will both be there. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we will give you the information on that in due time. If you want to hop in, 301-615-3577 or locked on Washington Commanders at gmail.com. For David Harrison, who's doing a great job covering uh, the Washington Commanders for SI.com's Fan Nation, I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst Show on the Team 980 with Pete Medhurst. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another. Don't you dare drive like a maniac and show up when you claim free tickets. Thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.